like Good gracious prices are rising Gas, electric, pasta and rice I'm looking for the right time to switch my deal you know. Looking for a cheap, tasty microwave meal Then I'm leaving, please believe in Oh, cost of living hurting my feelings Interest rates and national insurance Rent, petrol, got mouths to feed And no wage rise, just tax hikes It's crap like While the Tories are up, up, up on the dance floor Number 10 parties get a low While we sit in the cold No money left in the bank the price of gas gone through the roof so tell me baby what's the use i said it's getting cold in here so put on lots more clothes i am getting so cold i want to put more clothes on it's getting cold in here but i can't afford the gas i am getting so cold i want to put more clothes on Hello and welcome to episode 111, 111 of the Waste of Web Space podcast. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. And this episode, as you would have heard then, um, is called It's Getting Hot in Here. Oh, it's getting cold in here, obviously. Yeah, surely it's uh, not getting hot in here. No, uh, obviously that links back to uh, today's announcement of gas and energy prices rising. Mm. So Yeah, the spend cap has been increased. I don't quite know exactly what to do it, but it's, I, I don't know exactly what the spend cap is, but it makes it sound like it's something you put on your head that just barks out how much you're going to pay for your electricity. <laughs> like on, gas like on Harry, like the Harry Potter sorting hat. Um, this exactly. Ha- this right. hat just decides instead of what house you're in, it decides how how <laughs> how warm your house is going to be, you know, which it's going to cost. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think so. So I mean. Uh, we'll, we'll probably talk about that a little bit later on anyway, won't we? But how are things, Fisher? Uh, any breaking news for us? Breaking news. Uh, went to cinema the other day, and uh, we were, for a short period of time, the only people in the cinema. All right, okay. Um, we went to watch, I don't know if you've heard of the film House of Gucci. No. I thought it was no? a shop. Okay. What was that, sorry? I thought it was a shop. Uh, it, well, exactly. Quite. Quite. I, I thought you said I thought he'd been shot. Oh, right, Which okay. was actually a reference to what happens in the film. Right, okay. Um, without wanting to ruin it for people. But it's, it's based on a true story anyway. So it's about Gucci, the brand, the fashion empire, if you like, and the power struggle that's um, kind of developed between the two Gucci brothers and their family members in the 1980s. And um, as I say, it accumulated in the owner of Gucci basically being shot by his um, estranged wife. Well, not by his estranged wife, but she hired a hitman to, to shoot him. Okay. Um, got Lady Gaga was playing the role of um, yeah Gucci's wife, and can't remember who's main, playing the main part of Mr. Gucci. Uh, Adam Adam Driver is his name. Okay. Um, yeah, some there was some fantastic bits of acting <laughs> in there. Jeremy Irons was in there. It was brilliant. Um, it was quite a decent film. But we got there, and we were literally the only people in the film uh, in the theater in the theater in the cinema. Um, it did actually kind of beef up a little bit, because I think in the end there was probably about a dozen people there watching the film. We were only in a relatively smaller cinema, so it could probably seat about 80, but nonetheless, I think they're about 12. Do you prefer being in the cinema when it's like that? Um, I don't know, there wasn't much atmosphere, but it's meant you could sit down. That. And... What atmosphere? Atmosphere, hey, you... does that include getting your seat kicked from the person behind? 
does it include people having to get up and sort of shuffle past you? You know, fair play, I understand. Some people need to go to the toilet, and, you know, I've got a weak bladder sometimes as well, so sometimes I have to get up. But I purposely choose aisle seats and uh, the bar seats, you know, the, the bits at the, f- the sort of front near the entrance. It's where you can put your feet on the bars or through the bars, yeah. so you're not kicking anyone's seat or anything. Uh, there's no atmosphere that, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. You, yeah, I don't get it. I like yeah, the I mean, cinema. I like the cinema. I like going. I like the popcorn. I like sitting there. But I, I, when it's empty, I'm just as happy as when it's... Well, I'm more happy than when it's busy or even half full. Well, have you ever been to a cinema where it's been absolutely full? As in you can't get in a seat at all? Uh, probably, yeah. Yeah. So we went to go and watch uh, the the sequel of Mamma Mia. I remember that was full on. Absolutely everyone there. Not a, not a single seat to be um, that you could possibly... That, that was empty, so to speak. Um, fortunately, I didn't go to one of the sing-along ones. But I, 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 what annoys me about the cinemas though is the amount of noise just from people rustling packets of sweets and dr- having drinks, having popcorn. That's what that's one of the things that frustrates me. It's less people in the better, I suppose, in that respect. Yeah, but I like that bit. I don't like the rustling. I mean, I'm quite capable of going like this on my popcorn and taking one piece of the popcorn out, you know. Um, but I know some people like to get in there and have an old rustle around, like it's all the same. Just take one off the top. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you call what do you call someone who's noisy at the cinema when it comes to eating popcorn? Russell. Russell. Russell popcorn. Yeah. So there we are. Speaking um, of names, um, I had to get some um, pat test. Well, kind of. I had to get some pat testing stickers the other day because although I've had my equipment pat tested, uh, it was quite a while ago. And when and I and because I don't work at the office anymore, it's harder to get these things done by you know people who are just sort of on site who are officially qualified pat testers. So I had to do myself some stickers, right? So it's a bit cheeky, but they are official. They're okay, you know. They've, they've been checked and everything like that. <coughs> so I had to, but I, I had to put an initial on it on tested by, and rather than you know putting someone's actual name, I just thought I put some initials. So I just plucked some initials out of my hair. Uh, thinking, oh, that'll do. Just put them on. Do you know what initials I put? You didn't put P-A-T, did you? No. P-T. But what did you put? P-T. Oh, boy. Oh, if they're going to ask, who's this been done by? Uh, Pat Test. <laughs> yeah, I, wonder, I wonder if you could actually get, um, you know, a career out of being a Pat Tester. You know, just going around testing electrical equipment just on the basis name Pat. Um, <laughs> and if your name was yeah. Test, even better. Yeah, so does this equipment work? <laughs> oh, I do. I'm not qualified to do that, but my name is Pat, so I can't officially Pat test something for you. Um, um, any? Oh, can we have some breaking news? And more some more breaking news. Go on. So I would say that on average, uh, you know, we, we've kind of football, fantasy football's over. You know, so the season's mm-hmm. over because already I, I kind of have lost to yourself because you've had a great season and I've had a terrible one. But on average, so far since I joined the Wordle world, I think I, on, on average, am beating you over the last few yeah. days. Who would have thought, uh, if we'd have said it a year ago, that we were to do a fantasy football competition and a Wordle competition, and I'd be battering you at fantasy football, but you'd be beating me at Wordle. <laughs> you, you wouldn't have believed it, would you? Oh, no. No. I mean, we're going to do something Wordle, aren't we, in, in maybe in a couple of episodes, so I don't want to get into too much of a Wordle chat, because there's a few things I've got kind of noted down to talk about when we do that, but anyway, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it more than I thought I would. It's addictive, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the problem is that uh, it's guessing five-letter words, 
And most of the words I hear sort of direct at me tend to be four lettered. So <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with it tough. Uh, okay, let's let's just say, have you got a word that you like to start with? <sighs> well, I don't want to give. Well, I don't. Wanna, I was going to say I don't want to give away secrets to success, but I don't think I'm that successful. To be fair, I sometimes try the word canoe because it's got an A, O, and an E, and it's got three vowels in it. So. I do sometimes go with that. See, I was going with the opposite, and I was trying to get as many of the consonants out of the way as possible because I thought there's less vowels, so if I get some of the consonants either in the right place or in the word, then the vowels are easier to fill in, if you know what I mean. So I've been going for crypt. Really? Yes, crypt. Um, Although I have... Well, I have read what is apparently the best word to start with, and I don't know if you know what that is. Uh, go on, tell me. Do you know it? Nope. Saw, as in, and it's some sort of bird. Not. It sounds like saw like a bird, but apparently it's saw as in S-O-A-R-E. Oh, because yeah. I, apparently, yeah. according to research, that word... <coughs> so I've got a tickly cough coming on. That word is uh, based on, like, so many words they've analysed at five letters. It has so many letters. It's got, obviously, quite a few vowels in it, but also it's got the letters in a particular place where they could most commonly appear in five-letter words. Uh, I've tried it for a couple of days. I don't I want to say it's made a, a, a difference to my previous tactic of using the word crypt, but, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, but similarly, that's got three vowels, not not too dissimilar to canoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, there yeah. we go. Uh, I suppose the other bit of breaking news that I've got is the sad news that Barry Cryer died um, last week. Yep. Very sad news. Huge fan of this. It's a cry of um, shame. A cry and shame. Um, well done. Uh, it was intriguing that a lot of people obviously are big fans of this. Piers Morgan tweeted um, quite quickly, and I'm very sad to hear the loss of Barry Cryer. And the Mirror uh, printed the headline, Barry Cryer dies, Piers Morgan leads tributes. And he sort of thought that's very much what he wouldn't have wanted. Exactly. Um, like, you'd, you'd have thought they'd have, they'd have probably picked out any other comedian that would have, well, I mean, Piers Morgan isn't a comedian, or not on purpose anyway, but you'd have thought they'd have picked a, com- a popular comedian out, wouldn't you, who'd said something about Barry Cryer, rather than going with Piers Morgan as the, the top dog in that. Yes, yeah. I mean, I was fortunate enough to watch Barry Cryer, I think, twice on recordings of, I'm sorry, I haven't a clue, in Chesterfield, then again in Bradford. It was absolutely fantastic on both occasions. Um, he used to love telling t- telling various jokes to people beforehand when they did the sound check. So I thought I would go for one of his jokes first up, if that's okay. Go on, then. Um, so... A husband and wife were out walking in the Peak Districts one day, and they saw a man who the wife thought looked quite familiar. And she tapped her husband and said, I'll tell you what, I think that man over there is the Archbishop of Canterbury. Can you go and ask him, please? So he said, yeah, no problem, I'll go and have a word with him. So he walked over to this fella and said, excuse me, my wife thinks you're the Archbishop of Canterbury. Can I ask, are you the Archbishop of Canterbury? And the fella turned around to him and said, why don't you fuck off and leave me alone? So he was a bit taken aback, so he walked back to his wife and said, I've asked him if, the, if he's the Archbishop of Canterbury. We just turned around and said, why don't you fuck off and leave me alone? To which his wife said, oh, I suppose we'll never know if he's the Archbishop of Canterbury then. <laughs> Very good. Because <laughs> obviously uh, the Archbishop of Canterbury probably wouldn't have said that, would he? So Enjoyed that. We um, shall we crack open a drink? I need one because I've got a tickly yeah. cough. So for you, I'm guessing uh, Dry January's finished. It has, yes. Um, I, I mean... Uh, I pretty much did dry January. I, 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 I don't know if I mentioned on the last podcast, I broke dry January. Um, I had one pint during January. 
which was at the funeral of uh, a gentleman I knew who was very sorely missed. So I uh, partook in, in raising a glass to him at his funeral. I had a pint of, I think I had a pint of bass, bitter, which is possibly the first pint of uh, bass that I've had for about, well, I, I couldn't remember the last time I had a pint of bass. I can't remember anywhere else that sells bass. Yeah. Did you have, have you drunk a pint of bass before? Uh, I have, but not 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 for a while. Not a pint of. I remember it being in bottles. Yeah, I was. Is there something to do with Bass's is logo? It, I thought it was, it was Shandy. On a, on a quiz, or is there a Shandy version of it? I think there's. I think there's something called Shandy Bass, but also there is Bass that's got the Bass Brewery. Um, that's its logo just there. If you can see that, yeah, the uh, red triangle with Bass written underneath mm. it. So I think there is something nowadays that is where the Bass logo is one of the oldest copyrighted logos or something like that. I think that oh, might have okay. been a copyright quiz that we did years ago. Um, so, yes, I did I did raise a glass to him. Um, but other than that, I remained completely and utterly dry throughout January, uh, which means I'm now back drinking. Um, and it also means, like, after one pint, I have to get a bit of a headache the next morning because I'm just so unfamiliar with such things. Uh, but I've got a pint. I've got I've got the kind of thing that you would like, Jimba. Yeah. Well, you, you probably wouldn't because you wouldn't like the flavour of it, but it's... Uh, it's it's bought from a craft beer shop. It's uh, some Little Mester's Brewery. It's their Little Little Mester's Original Bitter. Yep. Good um, beer. 3.9%. It's got a picture of the Blue Toe from, um, <laughs> from Looks a bit Popeye like it. on there. On the front. Yeah, He's I've been there as well. Out. I've been to Little Mester's, uh, little little uh, brewery tap that they've got, which is only uh, open on special occasions. Nice is, that in, is that in Sheffield? Is that towards... Meadowhead. Meadowhead, yeah. yeah. So if you know where Mitchell's Wines is in Sheffield, the famous uh, wine and beer, I call it an emporium because it's massive. Um, but yeah. it's it's that. Uh, it's nice. Um, it used to be, so where Little Mester's is now, above with Mitchell's Wines and next door, they brew downstairs next door and they, they've got, uh, just above, they've got their little tap room. Well, before that, there was a Italian, a really popular, successful Italian restaurant above um, in their where their tap room is now and they got a bit you know they sort of outgrew themselves a little bit the Italian so they moved to a bigger unit across the road um, which set on fire because someone had a weed grow in the loft not the restaurant owners but uh, that's a bit unfortunate that they moved to a bigger location and it burnt down so yeah pretty good not ideal Um, Uh, I'm on uh, so did you did you get that from uh, Lardy Dar I did yes yes was it it wasn't in the bargain bucket was it it was not it was not. They've had a flash sale. Good. Yeah. Good so on. Mine was in the bargain bucket. <laughs> uh, it's a uh, one mile end true craft timeless IPA, um, which is funny because it's out of date. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's my timeless out of date, uh, out of date uh, IPA. Um, yeah, so I've got to get a picture of this as well. Um, it's quite lively still, which is good. Um so, other it's than that, that, life in it, that there, all your it? breaking news and everything you've been up to before we move on? Um, there was one thing I was going to say. Uh, yeah, actually. Uh, did you? Did I tell you when I was in your pub shed between Christmas and New Year? Uh, you were there as well, obviously. Um, of let's talk about going to the distillery when I was on holiday. Gin distillery and them not serving us. Where was, they? Where was this? It was on the Isle of Wight. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you did. Okay. Uh, well, it's a shame. It's a shame that I can't use a show and tell item then. But um, the when we were away on holiday, we went. It was Tuesday afternoon, I think. It was probably about four half past four. We needed to kind of get somewhere at five o'clock. We got a bit of time where we were, and we noticed a new gin distillery had opened on the Isle of Wight called Mermaid Gin. Um, 
And we thought, tell you what, why don't we go there? It's meant to have got a bar in there. We can have a look sort of at the gin stuff, like taste of all the gins, but we should have a, have a pint anyway, sit around, have a bit of a chat, catch up, just think about what they've had, what we want to do to tomorrow and what have you, and we'll uh, head back to where we're staying. So we turned up at this gin distillery and sort of like walked in when we got accosted in the entrance by a young lady waitress and said, uh, have you booked a table? I said, no, we're just, just going for a quick drink, if that's okay. And they said, uh, I'm sorry, if you've not got a table, well, you can't come in. Um, which I thought was a bit. I don't think I, do, I don't think I, I think I do remember this because it seems like wherever you go on the, the Isle of Wight, that right? Yep. Um, wherever you go on the Isle of Wight, they seem to be sending you away to somewhere else, don't they? You had this at the when yeah. you went to visit the brewery, didn't you? Um, yes, yeah, exactly the same when I went to visit uh, Yates <laughs> the brewery. Um, so yeah, they, they, sent, they sent, sent me away, which was a bit annoying. Uh, what was even more annoying? Uh, say this was Mermaid Distillery. And it sort of meant that I probably wouldn't be that bothered about having a, one of their gins. Um, as where if we'd have gone there, we'd have had a drink. We might have, if we particularly, maybe if they'd given us a taster of the mermaid gin, we might have even bought a bottle, give them her away. If it's sort of somewhere we'd been an oldie, I bought a local gin, take it back with us. As a result, never going to drink their gin ever again, sort of on a point of principle. Uh, and do you know where I started selling it? <laughs> I think I might have seen this. Is, is it, it the commercial? It is the commercial my local <laughs> pub uh, that has got a bottle of that gin in from the Isle of Wight. So you can go all the way to Isle of Wight and not get your, not be able to really get your hands on one. Well, because you chose not to, but then it gets stocked at the local commercial. Yes, you're gonna have one or out of principle, not. I think probably not, given the given the way they treated me. <laughs> yeah. I've got principles, me, you know. Right, uh, let's move on then. All right. So, oh, by the way, this uh, timeless IPA is very nice. True Craft, one mile end. Uh, I'm not sure, hundred percent sure where they're based. Uh, Tottenham, London, down London. Mm-hmm. There we go. So, cheers. Okay. So yeah, glad dry January's over. You can join me having a drink now, can't you? And I, and, yeah. and and I'm waiting I'm waiting for my invitation to the fish tank. Mm, keep, checking, actually, yeah. keep checking. Keep um, checking. Keep checking the post every day. Um, yeah, not thought about that. I, yeah, in the next couple of weeks we'll uh, we'll get something sorted. Sorted, okay. So I put some new lights in there. You'd, you'd like the lights that I've it, got. It's... Are they are they are they are they flashy? No, it's just those oh. sort of fancy kind of under cabinet lights oh, around yeah. the bar. It makes it look quite like a good bit of lighting. Uh, so yeah. anyway, uh, my show and tell. Um, mm. So my show and tell. Then uh, I've got two. Well, it relates then. So we, we normally try and have an item if we can, don't we? So I don't know who I have. One second. I've got an item. One minute. Okay. Here's my item. Oh, that is a... That is a oh, you're not promoting another business, are you? So that for viewers of this, or so anyone who can't see it, rather, the audio listeners, uh, there is a Be Presentable card with a QR code on it. Yep. And that's in promotion of Jimbo's business, where he acts as the greatest PowerPoint showman. Yep. Um, so it relates to that, this... If, yeah, if you want good quality PowerPoint presentations... Presented by someone with the skill, panache, and uh, good looks of Hugh Jackman, and then you won't get it at be presentable. <laughs> well, you will get, you'll get Jim Boy in a red jacket uh, with a top hat and a cane. Yeah, I look more like Danny DeVito when he appeared in uh, Dumbo as a ringmaster yeah. than uh, Hugh Jackman, unfortunately. Uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah, it relates to this or the business, technically, okay? So my two stories are uh, either number one, I 
won. I, I was asked to draw a raffle of business cards. And if you know this, at business events, they put business cards yeah. into a bowl and then they do a raffle. Uh, it's not like a keys in a bowl type of thing at a dodgy party. It's a, it's a, you to win like a prize or like a, you know, some sort of raffly sort of thing. So anyway, uh, I was asked to draw it and I put my hand into a, a massive bowl and I drew out my own card. <laughs> or story number two is that somebody thought or mistook me for an adult entertainer. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, okay. Both of, well, one of those is plausible. Um, <laughs> that said, I mean, the second one, people people have these fetishes for, like, weird-looking people, don't they? So, you know, could happen. Um, I Sorry, yeah, no offence, Jimbo. <laughs> um, so the first one, obviously, I, I'm familiar with these raffles. In fact, I have previously entered some of these, and as a result, I've been harassed and harangued by recruitment agents for however long afterwards. Although I don't think you're allowed to do that in the GDPR world nowadays. Um, I think you've got to be a bit more kind of... I don't think you can collect people's details that way. I think if you give but, business cards out, it's a bit different though, isn't it? Because it's like a business card is you giving you a business card to swap, to talk and to network and stuff. So I think that kind of works a little bit differently, I think. Maybe. Um, so in terms of... So, so, so where was this at? So you were, I believe... Uh, at a trade fair today at Doncaster Racecourse. That's correct. Okay. You're not going to play the tick noise for me? No. What do you mean? Oh, there you go. I've got something right, I? Even though <laughs> that wasn't actually being um, So what were you doing there? I presume promoting Be Presentable yeah. under Greatest Pro- PowerPoint Show? Promoting the business. Uh, never done a, a, a sort of... Never done a private sector sort of style exhibition before. It's always been like uh, education sort of convention-y type things rather than uh, business like this one, so yeah, it was the first time for me. Are you a bit like Tony Blair. What were your key priorities? Education, education, <laughs> education. Um, so yeah, they're presumably trying to get do private sector work. Presumably going out to companies and showing them how to use PowerPoint effectively. Yeah. Okay. And no, I wasn't Very like good. Tony Blair. I was like uh, Boris. Lie, lie, lie. Yeah. That was really. Um, did you did you get any trade from it, or was it was it worthwhile? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, that's 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 what happens next, isn't it? Really, you find out if uh, any of the uh, any of the bait you put out there, cast my rod out there, reel mm. anyone in. We'll see what happens. I, I've had some very positive conversations, so hopefully. So, so enough about enough about how you were mistaken to be an adult entertainer, anyway. <laughs> um, so. Why were you? Why were you specifically? I mean, I'm familiar with it. So, was this at the? Was it today that you pulled your own card out of a raffle? Yes. Right. Okay. So I'm assuming a lot of people took their business cards in. Do you, do you know approximately how many people were in there? There was a lot, a, a lot of, a lot of them. I would probably say just the, there would have been hundreds of, of business cards in there. Probably more, maybe two, three hundred business cards in there, and I managed to pull out like, my own. But like. 200 of them yours anyway, because you can't give them out to everyone else, and you've got loads <laughs> printed up that you just lobbed them all in. Uh, wh- why were you specifically chosen to draw the raffle? Well, I think I was quite... Um, I was a bit of an eye-catcher, you know, because obviously my dashing good looks and everything like that, so uh, the uh, the ladies from the Doncaster Chamber of Commerce came over and said, uh, would you like to do our draw for us, and we're going to film it, and we're going to put it on our uh, Twitter accounts and social and Facebook pages. Hey, it might be on there, we could actually... <laughs> We could actually cast we'll it. Out, yeah. I could have a look in a minute. Uh, you might have to keep people talking in a bit while I have a look for it. But yeah, um, if it's there, if this is the true story, of course. <laughs> um, so you, 
so what happened when you did draw so was there some kind of fanfare did it get announced as Jimbo from Be Presentable I just or? picked it up and I went I looked at it and went um, it's mine uh, and yeah so what happened as a result of that did you I, I just it? said look it, this is mine obviously that's the that's just a very unfortunate I'll put it back in let's pick another one out which is a bit annoying oh, I picked me out again thank you yeah. very much oh, oh yeah second an- prize as well it's a bit annoying because I could have won what could you have won I could have won. Um, I think it was like some. There was, I, from what I could see, there were some wines on the table, like some books, fizz type stuff. But I think it was some sort of package or something from the uh, Chamber of Commerce. Like I don't know, it was like a networking event, free exhibition, or something like that, possibly. Which would have been quite handy. Well. To be fair, it would have been quite good to win that. Yeah, I was going to say you're probably quite lucky to have missed out on something like that. I mean. If if, I, if someone had offered me that as a prize, I'd have probably chucked my business card back in as well. To be fair, well, if I, I got what a chance to exhibition again. Well, there we go. Which um, obviously, I suppose, if you are trying to do business related things, then you yeah. would be pleased to have such an invite. Uh, so, who did you draw, who did you draw out instead? Uh, I I can't remember to be honest. I, I did six different uh, draws altogether, so there were six winners. Um, it was the first one as well. The funny thing is, the first one I pulled out was me. Um, so it could have been any of the six, but obviously it could have been none of them, but it, it happened to be the first yeah. one of the six that I drew. I can't, I'm trying to think, there was a couple of like maybe digital companies in there maybe. Um, I think, oh, I'm trying to think what the others were. Yeah, I can't, I'm not, not, can't really remember. I should have really, but you know, they might be available online if, if, if it's correct. That's this what happened, yeah. yeah. So in the second one, you're claiming that somebody confused you uh, for an adult entertainer, or thought you were an adult entertainer. Yes. What role did they think you played in the adult entertainment industry? Well, I was stood there, uh, and I was kind of like, just, you know, doing my thing, waiting for some business, as you do, uh, and someone came up, and they went, um, so, do you, um, do you, do you, they went, do you, do you, and I was waiting for them to spit the words out, and they went, do you do adult entertainment as well? And I was like, I just kind of give him a funny look, like, um, what, what? I was like, I was really confused. Cause I, I, I didn't know whether to try and answer it and sort of like just carry on with my usual business stuff. Like, yeah, so I mean, I can get <laughs> just carry on and go with it. Not saying that I'd provide adult entertainment, but maybe steer them towards what I actually do. Um, so anyway, but I didn't do that. I decided to say, um, do you want me to explain what I do? And it, it turned out they thought I was actually... A, they wasn't actually asking if I was an adult entertainer. Um, well, I don't think they was. They actually thought I was a, a kid's entertainer for parties. Uh, right. So I think they thought I was like a magician or something. Right. So they, didn't, so they basically didn't think that you were some kind of rent boy of some form or... I don't think so, no. I think, uh, yeah, that, that was not what they thought in the end. Although when they first said it to me, do you do adult entertainment, I, I did think... Are they expecting some sort of film or something like that? Am I being offered a part? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you, you, you did play a small part in that film once, didn't you? <laughs> um, so, okay. Have we got a description of who this person was who asked you the question? I, I don't know. I'm sorry. There was a lot of people there. Mm, you don't it, know. It, it, it was two ladies. I, I did get more ladies asking about my, me, my, me today, which is just a, just a fact. Um, they, like, they like a man in uniform. Clearly, yeah. And Circus Master is clearly a very popular one. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, so, so they basically said, do you do adult entertainment? What, what they really meant was, um, we think you're a kid's entertainer. Can you do presentations and things for adults? 
Yes. Which is pretty much what you do anyway, isn't it? So, essentially. So it's either that or pulling out your own business card first up. What was what what vessel did you pull the beer card uh, the business card out of? It looked like a big fishbowl. Yeah, I mean that's a popular one, isn't it? Mm. You've got to be you've got to be big enough to house a certain amount of um, business cards. Could you not see what you were pulling out and whose card was where? I, I well, I could. It was clear, but I I didn't look. I just sort of put my hand in, and as you do when you're doing a raffle, you automatically look the other way, don't you? And you sort of. Yeah. Rustle around. Make sure you definitely yeah. not look. It's, it's like when someone's typing the password in onto a computer. You've got to make sure you oh, look away. Oh, don't even think I'm looking anywhere near it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there we go. So I think. I think. Um, would you like to offer any more information? Uh, I think I'm about ready to. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think you've. I think you've quizzed me as much as you possibly can. Um, yeah. So you, if you're happy to make a, a judgment, a balanced guess, go for it. Yeah, I'm going to say people thought you might have been an adult entertainer. You will be... Correct. Well done. Yeah, so th- there's a little bit of truth in the in the other one. Um, so first the other one, the raffle one. I was asked to do the raffle. Uh, it was a bit weird because I was just sort of... I-, I couldn't leave my stand because I was on my own, so I didn't have anyone to, you know, to man the stand for me when I was walk. you know. And I wanted to have a quick look at the other stalls. And um, so, and I, so I was basically stuck there all day. So when it got to about half, you know, before half an hour before the end, I thought it's quieting down a bit. I'm going to have a quick wander. And as soon as I set off, uh, somebody walked past me with a camera and said, can, can, "Can we have ask a few? In, can we do an interview with you for a, a bit of journal, you know, a bit of his newsy stuff for his website?" So mm. I had to answer, I had to answer some questions, uh, do a bit of an interview. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm a pro. I'm a pro." Anyway, um, and then somebody asked me to do a raffle. And it was Doncaster Chamber of Commerce. Um, but what I did is I had some business cards with me. So what I did is I put one up my sleeve <laughs> and I put my hand into the bowl and I whooshed them around. Uh, and then I dropped the business card out of my sleeve into my hand and picked that one out. And they were, they were a bit, they were mesmerized. They were a bit like, uh, but it, so I did do that, but it was, it was a trick. And no, of course I didn't, didn't take, I didn't just go with it and, Take the prize. I actually said that it was a joke. Um, but Jimbo, that's that's why he thanks for the great showman, isn't it? I mean, doing the exactly. old business card up your sleeve, yeah. trick, drop it into your hand. And weirdly, we somebody, another business, also made everybody in the room, every other exhibitor, um, they, they're called Top Deck Print, I think they're called. They made every exhibitor in the room their own pack of personalised playing cards. So I've got some playing cards. I should have brought them with me, really, so I can show you. But with my uh, with myself on the back of the playing cards. Oh, really? What, so. on all 52? Yes, on all fifty-two cards. So, uh, I've, so I, I was sort of stood there with playing cards. I mean, there's no wonder I looked like an adult entertainer, is it, or a, some sort of entertainer? Because it, I'm dressed like a showman or a magician, sort of thing, almost. Um, but anyway, yeah. And then it's also weirdly the second time I have done a raffle <laughs> in one week, <laughs> dressed as not myself or dressed in fancy dress. So in one week, I've done a raffle twice. In fancy dress, and the other time was at the Sheffield Wednesday ground, and I've now got a, my 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 friend, the the mascot of Sheffield Wednesday, my friend has now got a voice, a squeaky voice. Uh, yes, I've heard. Yeah, wired up with uh, electronics and everything like that, and uh, they asked me if I could do a, a raffle draw. Um, they tried to hold the microphone to, <laughs> to my mouth, and I should be on the microphone at the same time as well, and actually announce it. <laughs> uh, they tried to hold the microphone to to the beak. Um, which doesn't work because this, the, the owl's 
speaker is actually hung <laughs> near the waist. So if if I'd have just sort of like, you know, if the owl would have gone with it and just announced the raffle number, it wouldn't have been any squeaky voice. It would have just been a normal voice. So I, yeah. I, we had to hold the, the uh, microphone down to, to where the speaker was on the owl's body. Um, but I got to do a bit of stand-up comedy dressed as an owl, which was uh, my, my owl friend. I mean, it was point. Anyway, I've given it away. So, yeah. yeah. What do you say? I mean, say, say what the remarkable owl, uh, animals these owls nearly talk to the cock. So it's quite a, <laughs> quite, a quite an interesting concept that they've got. Mm. Um, so, well done. I'm, I'm, I'm delighted that so, two people thought you were an entertainer and that you didn't win anything on the raffle. And you've, <laughs> hopefully, you've had a successful day anyway, Jimbo. Yeah. Other than that, it, it's been all right. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. All right then. So uh, yes, uh, it's news time, isn't it? I think we're going to talk about the news and things that have been happening. So first of all, I might as well mention because it's kind of what our uh, episode is all about today. Uh, well, the, the title of it is "It's getting cold in here." Um, energy prices—they got up by what they're saying. The cap's been removed, so it's gone up fifty-four percent. So that for most people, well, they're saying it's sort oh, well, of like six hundred pound a year or something like that. Majority yeah, people. I mean, the cap has the cap, the cap's been removed, but it's been put back on, but just put on quite a lot higher up than it was. So I think it's got <laughs> by 54% uh, the yeah. um, sort of maximum price can charge for people who, who are out of contract um, to a ridiculously large amount. I mean, we're currently living at a time where in- inflation's at the highest it's been for a good number of years. Energy prices are going up, food prices are going up, petrol prices are at an all time high. It's not really the best time to be alive, is it, in all honesty? No. In, in, Interest rates have gone up to 0.5%, which is great news for the three or four people in the country who've actually got some money to save at the moment. Now, I, I, is is any of this down to, well, in part, down to Brexit? Uh, I don't know. Do we know that it for is sure? The answer. What I do know is that uh, we'd said previously, or certain politicians, Boris Johnson, possibly Michael Gove as well, had said that when we leave the European Union, uh, we can reduce VAT on <laughs> fuel. And do you they've, know how much VAT they've reduced on fuel? Is it nothing? Absolutely none whatsoever. Uh, nothing, yeah. Yeah. So, which, uh, what uh, the Chancellor of the Exchequer, Rishi Sonak, has done is he's given everyone who pays council tax uh, £150 rebates, which I don't know if that actually saves anyone any money or whether it's just giving less money to the local council. Um, and he's also given us £200 off our bill this year for electricity. But we have to pay back an extra fifty pounds for the next four years. Um, at which point, if the energy prices stay the same, it'll be even more expensive. So, I mean, I, I don't quite understand how that all works. So, we don't have to do that then. Well, I think we do. I think that's. I think that's what's going to happen. We're going to have two hundred quid knocked off our bill this year, but we're going to have fifty quid put on next year, the year after, the year how, after, how, year after so, that. So, so we don't get any choice over that. That's just going to happen. I think so. Yeah. Do you have to apply for that? I'm assuming just automatically gets added onto your bill and kind of credited off in the same way that. And how and and how would how would that work if you switch providers and stuff like that? I have absolutely no idea. Oh, sorry, I forgot you're not Rishi Sunak. I'm not Rishi Sunak. Do you know who Rishi Sunak is? Uh, I, no. Yeah, it's Chancellor of Exchequer who okay. wrote off. Of course, uh, I do really think, know who he is. Yeah, I, th- I think he wrote off like three and a half billion pounds of fraudulent COVID loans that have been claimed by businesses. <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, he's making sure the two hundred pounds we get off our electricity bill has to be paid back over four years. 
So that's pretty so that great. Yeah, and in the same sort of uh, in in the last few days, uh, is it Shell that have announced their uh, billions and billions and billions of pounds worth of profit as well? Um, Probably yeah. it happened to be like a gas and oil company and all that kind of thing. Yeah, um, a lot of money to be made in it. Clearly, um, possibly, possibly it might be better for people to have their own solar energy at home or, or kind of renewable energy and use that. But yeah, it's very difficult for people, and it's a bit of a basic human right, isn't it? Sort of having electricity and having heating and you know having a utilities within your home, and well, it shouldn't cost an absolute. You're lucky you've got a you've got a log burner. Got a log burner, got solar panels as well. Um, Does that, the solar panels don't do anything for you. They don't, do they do they do much for you at the um, minute? well not obviously not at the minute there's no sun but uh, it, it means that when the sun's out or and kind of we've got bright sunlight we're not paying for any electricity because we just use our own electricity that we're generating ourselves oh right, okay um, and then we can sell some of it back to the government uh, we can also get paid money for feeding it into the national grid yeah. and all that sort of stuff so hmm. so I suppose it, it kind of earns a bit of money um, yeah. And also it keeps our bills a bit lower because we're not using as much electricity from the national grid. Mm. Um, yeah. So anyway, we're going to have to uh, get some bigger coats, aren't we, basically, for the next however long. I suppose the I one good so. thing is we, we can hope um, that uh, spring comes early. And apparently the, the Groundhog, it was Groundhog Day, weren't it, to yesterday? Um, was so, it? I didn't notice. Yeah, it was Groundhog Day yesterday and apparently the Groundhog uh, came out and uh, apparently it saw its own shadow. Did it see its own? I don't, it either sees its own shadow or doesn't. But it basically went back in, which suggests that it's going to be an early spring, which is good because then obviously it might mean heating costs um, are lower. So, and of course it was Groundhog Day yesterday. So this is when the groundhog comes out. And uh... <laughs> very good, Jim. Okay, very good. But um, talking about Groundhog Day, uh, Boris Johnson's in trouble again, isn't he? All oh, right, what's he done now? Oh, of course, well, well, what hasn't he done? Um, well, I honestly never thought I would see the day when our Prime Minister wasn't able to answer questions uh, to make sure that he didn't in any way compromise the police investigation that was ongoing into his personal conduct. Let's just face it, though. But, he wouldn't answer the question. He just gave him an excuse because he wouldn't answer the question anyway. He doesn't answer any questions. It doesn't matter what the question is. He'll answer it with, oh, but we are cutting the taxes. We are the tax-cutting party. We are bringing down the cost of living. We are, we we managed to roll out the vaccine because we're not in the European... Which is all... Every single one of his things that he says is a lie. Yet, you see that the, the, it somehow passes. They're, they're, allowed to, they're allowed to say things that aren't factually true. But if you accuse someone of saying you're not telling the truth or you, you're basically lying, you get thrown out. It's, it's, yeah, why is it more parliamentary to accuse someone of lying? Well, basically calling them out for basically being a liar. Um, that's more... Um, that, that, that's that's a worse offence in the UK Parliament than telling lies itself, which is just baffling, really, isn't it? Or it's, but to be fair, it is called Prime Minister's Questions. Don't call Prime Minister's Answers, is it? Yeah. True. Doesn't have to answer the questions for there to be asked. He doesn't have to answer them, does he? Uh, but basically, if someone does ask them a question, then they will say, this is a government that got Brexit done. This is a government that had the best vaccine rollout in the country. It's got the fastest moving economy in the G7. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed, so, I've been enjoying Prime Minister's questions, actually. And it was funny because I was watching it the other day. And I was thinking, this isn't very good this week. Like, <laughs> it's like a Netflix, <laughs> like a Netflix episode. Oh, it's not as good this one. 
<laughs> uh, many people told him to resign. Yeah, it was actually better on Monday. It was the Prime Minister's statement, wasn't it? Was it the Prime Minister's statement? Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's when he had to obviously announce the findings of the uh, Sue Gray report. Uh, it was also like waiting for a new album, weren't it? You know, like Sue, you know, a new album, which I'm glad she didn't go with the uh, the uh, Susan Boyle hashtag uh, that she had that time. Sue's uh, album party, was it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah. She was an album party. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, it, it was. I, so I watched. I watched the statement, and that's when um, I forgot his name. Now his name escapes me. The SNP Ian Blackford yeah. uh, got yeah. got thrown out, didn't he? For for basically not saying, you know, not taking it back that uh, Boris uh, Johnson had misled Parliament. He was about to get thrown out, but he walked off anyway. By the time. Yeah. So Lindsay Hoyle, the speaker, had actually managed to find the relevant bit of paper he had to read out. <laughs> he said, I'm, I'm telling you, under, no, no, hang on, let me, let me speak, no, you'll get your turn, let's wait, let's wait. Under section 49A of the rules, I would have to tell you, it is, un- oh, he's gone. <laughs> By that point, it, well, it, it, it just disappeared off anyway. I, I was hoping, and I thought it'd be brilliant if Ian Blackford came back in dressed as Mrs. Doubtfire or something. Like in disguise, help is on the way, dear. <laughs> it's, it, I, I actually applaud the principal stance that he took, which was not to sort of apologise and make some no. ridiculous suggestion that it was inadvertent that Boris Johnson misled Parliament. I mean, it's it's a bit. Do we not find it completely and utterly ridiculous that the police are investigating a party that literally happened in his flat, the place where he, it's not. I know number ten Downing Street, where he works, is a bit. It's a bit unusual because there is workplaces there, people work there, but also they live in accommodation above it. Yeah. But one of the things that's literally been investigated is in the bit where Boris Johnson and his wife Carrie live, and he's been asked quite clearly, "Were you there?" And his response is, "You'll have to wait until see what see what the Metropolitan Police say. There's no ongoing <laughs> investigation into it." And 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 then it came out, didn't it? I don't know if the, how true it is, but apparently it was an there was an ABBA themed party as well. Um, yes, apparently. Which so. I which makes now complete sense as to why Theresa May decided to get up and <laughs> say some you know say something against him. Um, in was it Prime Minister's questions or was it uh, was it the was it state? I think it was the statement, weren't it? I think possibly. Yeah. Um, but she got up and and gave him some ammo, didn't she? But obviously. If she wasn't invited to an Abathine party, she's going to be fuming because, of course, yeah. she is the dancing queen. And the fact that you know people are actually people actually wish Theresa May was prime minister. <laughs> this is how bad things are. We wish it's, Theresa May were prime minister. It's a sorry state of affairs in general, isn't it? I mean, we've had two people resign today, including uh, one of his most trusted advisors, who'd worked for him for a long time. Someone who was actually referred to as the brains of the operation, which, God help her, if she gets tired of that kind of brush, um, she's, she's left today. Uh, there's a lot of things going on. Uh, op- save, op- operation Save Big Dog, I think, mm-hmm. is the code name for it, apparently. Um, and what a shame Boris Johnson isn't a dog. I mean, can you imagine him if he was? He'd be sort of humping every furniture leg possible. Well, that's it. All, all, all Keir Starmer would actually have to do is just take in a squeaky toy, throw <laughs> it out of the doors, and then your Prime Minister's gone, and that's it. Yeah. I've got to say, it'd be, it'd be... I've got to say, Keir Starmer has kind of he's 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 he, I think he's done particularly well recently. Um, 
in his his sort of you know his question. Well, I mean, he, he can only keep asking the same questions and get the same non answers. But I think his his sort of uh, performances in Parliament have been particularly good recently. And I wouldn't ever say I've been a massive Keir Starmer fan, but you've got to say he's uh, he's he's done quite well. Um, I know it's hard to say. I mean, it's it's been difficult, isn't it? Because he's a, he's a trained lawyer, solicitor, very meticulous, very accurate in the questions that he's asked, uh, that he's asking. He sort of reviews the evidence. He kind of draws upon that and puts good, challenging, testing questions towards Boris Johnson, who doesn't answer them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, as it, Keir Starmer rightly pointed out, he won't be able to try that on when he gets interviewed it, by the police. It did make me laugh when <laughs> when Boris Johnson decided to say he's a lawyer, not a leader. Um, bear in mind that Boris Johnson was a very crap journalist who got sacked <laughs> multiple times for being shite at his job. Um, oh, well, he didn't get sacked for being shite at his job. He specifically got sacked for lying yeah. oh, and printing oh. things that fundamentally weren't true, Yeah, um, which I think we'd, we touched on in a previous quiz that we did. Um, so, yeah, it's just all very disappointing in general, I think, isn't it? Um mm-hmm. Actually, mentioning Boris and dogs, another sort of deep story that you may have seen was to do with the evacuation of some animals in Afghanistan. Oh, this is the uh, penny farthing bloke, isn't it? I thought we'd yeah. moved on. I thought we'd, I can't even keep up with the currency these days. <laughs> yeah, he, so penny farthing. He tried to uh, evacuate all the dogs by cycling away <laughs> on a bike with an enormous <laughs> wheel and a small wheel. Well, uh, he, he, I think he wanted to airlift some animals away from Afghanistan. Yeah. And certain people said... Um, should we not be trying to, you know, prioritise human life as opposed to animals? And I think it took, it's allegedly took some important resources away. Uh, and an email was uncovered where, I think it was Zach Goldsmith, who I believe he's good friends with Carrie Johnson, had said, we've just spoken to the Prime Minister, he's authorised this happening. Um, which leaves Boris Johnson in the sort of rather awkward position of him either sort of saying, yeah, I did say that. And I lied and about sort of, it. Yeah. Or he has to, which I suspect is probably actually what did happen. Yep. Or he basically has to say, nope, i tell you what, I wanted all those dogs to die. So I didn't want to save the animals, guarantee that. But, but it's not a very good position to be in. Well, at the same time, he shouldn't have lied again. That's the, This is the thing, he, he's constantly he's constantly doing it. And, and, and you know, and then saying, and then saying uh, things like, oh, you know, getting people to say, make statements like, the Prime Minister doesn't authorise these, these things himself. <laughs> like, so who's doing it then? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even know about it, but they're saying that the prime minister's authorised it. It's like well, perhaps it was perhaps it was inadvertent. Mm. Who knows? Um, it can't be long, though, can it? It can't. It cannot be long, can it? The, the, you know, his time must be numbered, surely. But he just as the time goes on, it seems like he's just going to keep wriggling free. Yes, I mean it's impossible to, really to nail him down, there, isn't it? I mean, it was a bit of a low point, wasn't it? When basically um, he his response was basically to turn around to Keir Starmer and say that. Um, you were a man who sort of failed to investigate Jimmy Savile's crimes. I mean, do we not really think it's just scraping the barrel um, mm. quite severely? Especially, especially when it's, it's it, especially when uh, you've got to remember who used to canvass for the uh, Tory party as well. Well, there is that, but I think <laughs> to the victims of yeah. I mean, let's be clear: the the fact that Jimmy Savile's crimes weren't investigated is absolutely nothing whatsoever to do with Sir Keir Starmer. That is a complete and utter lie. It's not even remotely true. He knows that. Everyone knows that. And he sort of uses the crimes committed by um, a disgraceful person who inflicted so much misery on people's lives, and then refuses to take it, refuses to take it back. Yeah, this is Boris Johnson. Who let's not forget uh, when he was interviewed on LBC Radio, said that 
the money spent investigating historic sex crimes was just spaffing money up the wall. And, and called it a malarkey. Yeah. Uh, what a sorry state of affairs. I mean, how, I mean, a report has been issued, well, a summary has been issued by Sue Gray, and she said that there was behaviour that wasn't fitting um, of the office of the Prime Minister. There have been failures in leadership, and do you know what he's going to do? Ca- he's, well, he's, gonna re- he's making a Prime Minister's office, isn't he? Uh, so- well, he's not going to resign. He's not, even though there's failure of leadership yeah. and he's the leader, he's not going to resign. Instead, he's going to make sure he puts it right. Yeah. He's the man to do it. Yeah, and he, he said this, didn't he? Did he, did he say we're going to fix it and then not long after that then talk about Jimmy Savile? Uh, yeah. <laughs> which was a bit awkward, weren't it? Um, yeah. But, but, yeah, the fact that he said he's going to... The way to resolve this is he's going to make an office of the office of the Prime Minister. So this means basically all they're doing is, is creating a separate level away from the Prime Minister so you can have parties and not and get away with it. <laughs> so we're going to make another office... Um, I, I just, I don't know. I just don't. I, I mean, you know, we we know we, we know how you know the corruption is just wreaking havoc at the minute, and it's clear to see, but nothing's going to get done about it, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, the, as I said, more people have resigned today, and you know what that means, don't you? More leaving parties. <laughs> to be, you know, yeah, that fridge stocked up. To be fair, there, you know, if anything, in recent you know days and weeks, it's shown me that actually there are some uh, sort of you know members of parliament out there for conservatives who you know might give them a hard time in the past but there are some out there with with at least some values <laughs> uh, well, there's, there's there's plenty of conservative mps who are good mps they've got probably slightly different mm-hmm. beliefs to the, the the beliefs that other people may have mm-hmm. um but there's at times the more central tories won't be massively different to the more central labor mps mm. um there are certainly a number of tory mps who have got principles who kind of believe in treating people fairly and having the correct process and having a bit of backbone and beliefs and leading from the front and you shouldn't well same as anything you shouldn't just label people up based on you know who they are or who they support, you know, it's more to like as their principles times like this when you see sort of mm. how good they can be. Well, we're levelling um, up though, aren't we? We're levelling up. We've, we're levelling up. With no money. Uh, yes. <laughs> we, the, the good thing, you know, we're levelling up. Uh, we are going to get, it's really important, isn't it, in terms of levelling up. We're getting some money in Sheffield. It's us and Wolverhampton, I think, are the first two yeah. places to get part of the levelling up fund. And you know what Sheffield's levelling up fund's going to be spent on? Yep. Yep. Is it electrification of the rail network to help make sure we can get to London faster? <laughs> yeah. So basically, all this, you know, people's energy energy costs are going up six hundred pound a year. Um, the the rising costs anyway. You know, your general shopping, which you know they, they reported was things like were five point four percent. But as Jack Monroe, who I think is brilliant by the way, uh, as they pointed out, it's a lot more than that. And when it comes to sort of some of your basic products are going up a lot more than that. Um, the national insurance rises, but hey, what does it matter? Because we're getting a new train, apparently. New train. When will that be ready? Um, it'll be ready just by the time that everyone starts working for them. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's strange times, I suppose, isn't it? Um, and yeah, that does. Should we talk about something else anyway? Yeah. Talk about Adele cancelling the gigs in Las Vegas. Yeah, she's cancelled them because it's not ready, is it? Not ready. Um, you know, how difficult would it be to prepare for an Adele gig? She's what do you need? She, hey, look, she's been very, very upset about it, which is clearly a good thing because she'll have loads of songs now for the next <laughs> album. So, next album's called, you know, 
Fuck you, Never Las Vegas. mind, I'll plan a gig better than you. He's <laughs> not ready yet. What did he not have? Did he not have a man playing the piano, a spotlight and a microphone stand? Because I think that's all you need at one of your gigs, isn't it? I, I didn't have a black dress to wear. I'm sorry. Um, but she said she'd been, yeah, spent hours. Yeah, she worked for 30 hours non-stop trying to get it ready and but it's then, not ready. And then she wasn't going to be at the Brits either, but then she is. Mm. She wasn't, now she is. She, she cancelled it like two weeks ago. Has she actually started yet? Um, she's, 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 uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, to be fair, <laughs> it was very, don't know. No. We don't know, to be fair. I don't, I don't think we really care, do we? Can, but, we, can, um, we, can we talk about singing? Uh, um, we, we finished with Adele for a second. I've got something that leads yep. on nicely. The Masked Singer, which I know you watch, and I don't. Mm. And I'm annoyed at you, if anything, um, because I want you to remind me when Masked Singer's coming on and starting, because I'd like it's a series I'd like to watch, but by the time I find out about it, it's too late to get into it. So The Masked right. Singer, I was amazed to see that one of my childhood heroes was on it. Oh, of course. Um, Jonathan Ross, yeah, one of the... <laughs> was he on it? Uh, he's, he's one of the judges. Oh, he's oh yeah, of course. Okay. One, of, one of the childhood heroes is uh, guest judge this week, John Collins. No. He's uh, no, always no. been a fan of John Collins, aren't you? John Collins? Is that the footballer? No, no, Joan Collins. I think she's oh, what, 78 Collins. now, she's Joan Collins, but I don't John. know what that equates to in human years. All right. Well, no, um, Michael Owen. Mike, of course, Michael Owen, yes. Michael he, Owen. he was down, Donuts. Yeah, oh, I think I mean, he got the inspiration for wanting to do this from from the time that I didn't go and say hello to my childhood hero, and instead went and made a massive fuss of John Hartson, who was stood right next to him that time. Yeah, maybe you could, maybe the Sheffield Wednesday mascot could go on. Yeah, singing out of his midriff. This is an idea actually. I'd for, I was thinking the other day, you know, like for the Sheffield Wednesday social media team, maybe they could have like this uh, this thing where they put a random player in the costume and sing a song. And then fans have got to guess who the player is. Yeah. What do you think? Be. Yeah, good idea, that. Mm. We could copyright it, even though it's nothing to do with me. It's totally your idea. <laughs> um, uh, so did, did, so have you seen the mass Singer at all? Uh, yeah, no, I haven't. Not, not, I've only seen every, like little clips of it. So the, the clues for Michael, I know you're a big fan of his anyway. Uh, it was talking about crisps. Yep. And the other crisp references? Cheese and Owen. No. Cheese and Owen, yeah. Well, that, was they so, actually, you, did they actually give that clue? They didn't say they didn't oh. say he had some crisps called Cheese and Owen. <laughs> he said he's a big fan of crisps or something like that. It's not Which really, though, is he? Uh, well, there's some crisp reference. A lot of people thought Gary Lineker, obviously. Yeah. Um, there was a picture of a map which had got Argentina on the in it, which is obviously he scored against. Also, when he was speaking, he sounded a lot like Michael Owen. Yeah. Right, because he's got quite a distinct voice. It yeah. does like some does something where it tries to make his voice squeaky or hide it, but it still sounds exactly the same anyway. Yeah. Um, there was and, and he gave it, references to and he it. gave it away when he said, uh, "Yeah, well, you know, um, I'm really uh, keen to win, but I know you've got to finish first to win this competition." Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was unfortunately there was a, there was a small child uh, in the net and he just kept booting the ball past him as hard as possible. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's, it has been good fun. I'm not too sure who else is still in there. I've I've had a lot of fun trying to guess the characters, but I've not particularly done very well. Um, one of my one of my favourite singers was unmasked, but I had absolutely no idea whatsoever that it was him. All right, okay, who was and it? That was he bothered about watching it or kind of reveal some spoilers? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It was Tom Chaplin from Keen. Oh yeah, yeah, I like Tom Chaplin. And Keen, yeah. 
there was no mention of him whatsoever. I don't, I don't see that you would at all have realised it was him so, from the flus that had been given out. So how, how how do they win then? Tell me how they win the massing. They have to they have to not get not get discovered. Basically, is that how they win? No, no. Basically, ultimately, you can vote for the one who you think is your favourite performer. So whether that's the best singer uh, or the most entertaining or whatever. I thought Michael Owen was quite entertaining. To be fair, yeah. Problem is, he can't sing. Yeah, yeah, but it was just a laugh, weren't it? You know what I mean? I mean, end of day, if you're dressed as a, a, a you know, six foot, seven foot donut man, you're not gonna. It doesn't matter what you're singing like. Oh no! But at the same time, if if, if not, if you're also, singing, then if you're up against, if you're up against actual singers, uh, yeah, there is that. I mean, there are some very, very good singers in the competition. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying Adele, to think else. Was Adele was apparently week. Adele was going to take part, but her costume wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. Should we should we move on to the quiz? I think yeah. we might be missing something. Let's, let's move on. Let's go for it. Go on then. Got a quiz, have we? Got a quiz. It's the second half of quiz of the year from 2021. Um, so we'll be back on a we'll back back on a slightly different quiz when you know in the in future episodes. But I thought we'd, we'd finish off what happened in twenty twenty one. So first up, uh, what was unusual about Humaid and Farouk Sheikh's Ryanair flight to Spain this year or last year? Who did you say? Um, two people you've never heard of, basically right. Humaid and Farouk Sheikh. Are they supposed to be famous? No, just two normal people. Oh, okay, fair enough. Two normal people had a slightly unusual Ryanair flight. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry, I've actually got to, I've got to give you the two options, haven't I? Did they uh, get on the wrong plane and end up in Greece instead of Spain? Or they both travelled on passports that were out of date and it was only picked up when they landed and couldn't get through passport control? Um, so they both travelled on passports that were out of date and they didn't get picked up till they got to the other side? Yeah. Uh, or the first one was? Um, they ended up in Greece. And they were supposed to be going where? Because they thought they were going to Spain. Oh, right, okay. Um, all right. So I reckon, I reckon it might have been in a. How could they get on the wrong? Let's go with the second one. I don't think you could get on the wrong plane to go somewhere completely different these days. I think that'd be quite difficult to do. You'd have thought so, but you are wrong. Oh. Uh, it did happen. Um, apparently, they were in. A, they, they said they were in a bit of a rush. Got on the wrong plane. They didn't really do sort of the old, you know, this is where you're going to and all this sort of stuff. As I think they probably said, this is what the weather's like. Uh, they said when they landed, they switched their mobile phones on. And it said, "Welcome to Greece." Mm. I mean, um, so no. This happened to me when I was little. So I was was supposed to be going to Spain. Uh, I think we went to Mature, Sorry, it's Canary Islands. Uh, Canary Islands, is that right? Fuerteventura. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we were sort of, you know, at the sort of hanging around the sort of terminal areas, waiting to go in the various other sort of like entrances and stuff like that. And uh, I uh, t- turned round just before I walked in. I said, "Have you got my bag, Dad?" And he went, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, uh, anyway, got on the wrong bloody plane and up in Iraq now. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, very good. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I don't quite know how that happened. They basically said they turned up and switched the phones on. It said they were in Spain, uh, in Greece and not Spain. And then they had to, got, right now, put them up in a hotel for a night and then they have to get back to Spain or whatever. So, anyway. Next up, I had a man called Ali from Sydney. Would you rather stay? Would, sorry, would you rather if you'd have if you had the choice and you got there? Would you rather have stayed in Greece or gone? Or would you wanted to go to Spain? I want to go to where I want to go in the first place. Otherwise, I'd have gone all this to Greece, wouldn't I? I suppose so. 
I just, um, where do you prefer? Gen- okay, before you, just, if you're going to book holiday now and, you, you know, forgetting looking at resorts and what we're off and all that, where would you choose to go, Greece or Spain? I've never been to Greece, so I'd probably oh. go to Spain because I've been to Spain. I like Greece. I prefer Greece. Actually, I've, ne- I've never been to mainland Spain, too. So. You can't flush your toilet paper. That's the only uh, downside. Well, what do you do with it? You put it in a bin. What if it's covered in stuff that should be covered in? You, you put it in a bin. Really? It, should be, it shouldn't be covered in. It's going to be covered in it, isn't it? Oh, well, yeah. You still, put it, you, you still put it in a bin. You, you, yeah. A lot of people use nappy sacks and put it in a bin. What, to wipe the back? What, wipe the no, no, you, you put the paper in, the used paper in the nappy sacks. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's funny because, uh, yeah, the basic, yeah bas- basically it's because the drain system at in Greece is not are not not built wide enough. They're not they're a very thin sewerage and drain system, so you're not allowed to flush your toilet paper. Um, do you know who built the drain system in in Greece? The ancient Greeks. No, British. Apparently, <laughs> 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 it's, it's true. <laughs> Well, I mean, um, what, when they were building the drain system, was it built when people didn't use to wipe their arse? I mean, was there a point in history where people didn't wipe the bottoms? Possibly, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's like oh, yeah, you've got drain systems. Oh, oh that's great! Finally, we can flush this toilet pit. Ah, yeah, you can't do that. Why? Uh, we've we've not built the drains big enough, have we? Oh, we've been waiting all this time. We've been waiting all this time so we don't have to put us toilet paper in a bin outside or you know wash it or whatever. <laughs> toilet toilet paper's not necessarily big, is it? I mean, no, but it does. It, you're not allowed to flush your toilet paper in Greece. It's an actual fact. You're not supposed to. People do, there and it causes havoc. Believe me, I've been on stag do's. It's caused havoc. I suspect on a stag do, there's plenty of things that go around the toilet that will cause problems. <laughs> but anyway, next up, what did a man called Ali from Sydney manage? How did he manage to annoy his neighbours during lockdown? He flushed his toilet paper in Greece. He lived in Greece. <laughs> <laughs> Is, is, is unfortunately not the correct answer. Okay. Did he build a five-metre fence around the prop- around his house, or did he put a multicolored statue of a kangaroo wearing a cape and put it on his front lawn? A five-metre fence around his house. Yeah. Around his garden. It, five metres. Uh, the five metres. Yeah, it's five metres. Very tall. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah. In fact, that's probably illegal. Um, well, I think that's, I think think that might be why he's annoyed his neighbours. Yeah. Uh, that is that is. I wonder why he did that. Um, uh, or he put a, a statue of a kangaroo wearing a, a multicolored statue of a kangaroo wearing a cape. Put it on his front lawn. Neighbour didn't like it. It's tough to make so that one up, isn't it? Um, it's a right, quite a random one to make up. So let's let's go with a kangaroo. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm not allowed to tell you the results until we've had the uh, end of the Metropolitan Police inquiry. So sorry about that. You redact if you redacted it. Yes. Oh, no, hang on. We've got the results in. Yeah, you're wrong. I'm sorry. So, next up, yeah, apparently he built a five-metre fence around his property and his neighbours complained and he referred to them as his dickhead (laughs) neighbours. So, perhaps he didn't want a massive five-metre fence outside their house as well, um, which was unnecessarily large. Next up, why was Guramit... Haspal evicted from his house in Long Island, New York. He, oh, oh okay, okay. I thought you were going to say Greece. So definitely flushing his toilet paper. No, no, nothing to a toilet paper on this occasion. Uh, is it that he hadn't paid his mortgage for twenty-three years, or his landlord evicted him after he started excavating to build his own underground dungeon? Oh, um, underground dungeon. I, I mean, why would he want a dungeon? 
I mean, it could have been anything. It could have been a den. It could have been a man cave. It could have been anything like that. I've seen people do yeah. that. Um, or the other reason was that he'd not paid his mortgage for so long. Yeah, I think it, I think it also. might have been that one. You know, I think he might. Have, I think it was. Uh, I, I don't know why, but I seem to. It might be another story though. But I do remember hearing some sort of story about someone who'd lived somewhere for so long without paying the mortgage, and nobody had picked up on it. So I'm going to go with that one. Uh, yeah, you'd be right. Did pay, did pay his mortgage twenty three years. It's not yeah. his fault, is it? Pay- if no one picked up on it. I think people have picked up on it, but it's not got around to a victim yet. Uh, paid the first payment and then left it. Never bothered after that. I did see the other day, wasn't there a fellow who? But um, do you think he'd have? Do you think he'd have actually gained some money from that? Because the rate, you know, twenty three years, the inflation on that five hundred pound payment, he might have only got, you know, that might have only paid off like what three hundred quid of his mortgage if we interest rates or whatever. But that could have risen, and he could have got some. I don't know how it works when you get evicted and stuff. Uh, well, he's been evicted because he doesn't own much in the house, does he? So, but he, but he surely uh, get, get, got some money from it from his first payment. Well, to be fair, he's lived, he lived there rent free for twenty three years. What more does he want? Yeah, true. <laughs> can't, can't complain too much. But he, he's not he's not affected by the cost of living <laughs> crisis. Clearly, he never pays for anything. Um, next up, uh, what was it revealed that David Joyner, who used to play Barney the Dinosaur for ten years, does nowadays? Does he work as a stunt double and has appeared on a number of Hollywood films, or does he run a stand, he does stand, he's a stand-up mascot comedy? Yeah, raffle does Larry's raffle crop. raffle draws. Yeah. So does he? What he's a stunt? He's a stunt double. Stunt double who's appeared in a number of Hollywood films, or he runs a tantric sex business. Surely he's not like a stunt double for like you know the, the actual T Rex in Jurassic Park. No, he, he just he wouldn't. It would look well out of place if it was just Barney the dinosaur doing some of the more you know energetic scenes if they just swapped it out um did you see by the way the other day um burnley did what i think is one of the best transfer deadline day announcements i've ever seen on twitter so they signed a huge striker didn't they from yes a dutch striker i seem to think he might have been yeah and they basically did a video of the jurassic park scene where the, the cups of water start moving in the car and then they cut him into it so that it's him at the car window sort of thing Oh, yeah, I, I didn't see that. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, anyway, the other, what was the other one again? Sorry, so he was stunt double or... Or he runs a tantric sex business. Oh, okay. Um, I love you, you love me, let's have tantric sex with me. Yeah, I think it might be that one. Let's go for that one. And you'd be right, well done. See? Never in doubt. Yep, he's played Barney for 10 years and he's been doing tantric sex for 10 years as well. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, just jumping back onto the fellow who didn't pay his mortgage for 10 years, do you see the fellow who got arrested in Tesco or had his, uh, well, he didn't have his driving license taken off him, but it revealed that there was a 70-year-old bloke who parked his car up in Tesco and police stopped him because they realised that he didn't have a driving licence and hadn't insured his car and yet he'd been driving for about 60-odd years. Right, that's amazing. I'll dig the news. Dig the news article out and send it to um, how old is that? How old was he? 80 odd? I think he's 70s or 80s, yeah. Not going to bother him now, is it? A bit late I for that. Uh, next up, why was John Shatner, not related to William, uh, in the news last year? Uh, did he write an 80,000 PhD thesis? If you read the first letter of every paragraph, it gave you the message, I have totally made up all of this research. Sorry that you have had to read all this rubbish. I just wanted to be a student for longer. Uh, the thesis was about secure forms of messaging. Or is he the former CEO of Papa John's Pizzas? 
who claims to have eaten 800 pizzas in the last few years in order to show how much the quality had gone down since he left the business. Um, that's quite a clever one, the first, because he was doing that course as well about, it was it like hidden messages type course or communication. Uh, yeah, secure forms of messaging. So. Yeah. All right, okay. Yeah, I think I think that makes sense with, with yeah. Yeah, let's go for that one. Okay, and uh, you'd be wrong. He was the CEO of Papa John's Pizzas. I bet he was on. I bet he, I bet he was on some do. Yeah, uh, yeah. The business nearly folded, so it uh, <laughs> became known as Papa John's Calzones instead. Um, uh, he was a. He was a. He was you know very upset after losing his job though. He nearly topped himself a couple of times. <laughs> Probably not that funny. He said it was. He said it was all going well until Prince Andrew turned up. Um, <laughs> but anyway, the no sweat. Yeah, the the fellow from Papa John's Pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> he, he basically ate a load of pizzas and then complained that the pizzas weren't as good as when he used to work there <laughs> uh, as chief executive. You know, some of them were burnt, and he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have allowed that. Been sat in an office two thousand miles away on a mm. different side of America. <laughs> could tell he controlled the temperature of every single pizza that was cooked <laughs> in his restaurant chain. Uh, next up, what did Ashley Cooper discover when out walking near Blee Tarn in the Lake District uh, in 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 a wooded area in Blee Tarn in the Lake District? Uh, was it a dining table and chairs that had been set? Or a box containing a full collection of rolled doll books. Ah, uh, I think I remember this. Um, I think he I, 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 definitely somebody at some stage found like a dining set and stuff in the woods, where someone obviously during during lockdown had had some sort of like, uh, you know, sort of day out or something and made made a proper. Mm. But they just left everything there, which was strange. So I think it is. I think it is that one. Although you could be throwing that in because it's something that was already in the news, but you could have made this one up. So, but I'm still going to go with it. It was that one. Uh, you'd be right. Well done. Um, why did Daniel Schroeder end up in court, or was he simultaneously in court and not in court? Who knows? Um, was it that he was continuously stealing Daniel Craig cardboard cutout figures at every available opportunity? Or is that it was continuously calling the police to tell them that it was tired and thus wasting police time. <laughs> it rings a bell, that name, for some reason. Um, uh, it's Pavlov, wasn't it? I, no, I, think, I, I think it's because I once had a Daniel Craig cardboard cut out and it went missing and somebody said oh, it might have been <laughs> Daniel Schroeder. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I think it might... Let, let's go with a bizarre one. Let's say it's the Daniel Craig one. Uh, it wasn't. It was called oh. the police telling how tired it was. Yeah. Uh, presume they responded by saying that they didn't really care. It's not something to bed or whatever. Who knows? Uh, next up, uh, what did Bonnie Lockett from Surrey get her husband for Christmas? Um, was it that she arranged for him to get a model of her breasts, or she arranged for him to get a threesome? Um, wow, well, that make the news. Any of them? Well, um, very well it's, not, it's not really mainstream news. This this is well. kind of the stuff that you find hidden away in the. Back pages um, or, or pastry on this case, maybe. I mean, I'm not sure why why she'd get him a model if if he's got the real thing already. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of effectively a bust of a bust, I think, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, or yeah, she arranged for him to have a threesome. Joke was on him; it was with two other men. So. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to say I think it might be the first one. A, a model of her breasts. Yeah. Uh, no, apparently she arranged for him to have a threesome with, with her and another lady. I don't know why I'm booing that. Should be. 
<laughs> Hold on a minute. Um, Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Let's not let's not boo that. Let's not. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, I don't know. Uh, the lady was called Bonnie Lockett. Good on you, Mister Lockett. Well done. Um, next up, why was a forty-seven-year-old teacher from the Institute of Techno, or te- sorry, Institute of Tenico in Italy, sacked this year? Is it every single student in his class failed their chemistry exam, mainly because he spent the entire year focusing on biology, <laughs> or he was off sick for three years but was found moonlighting working a second job? Oh, um, let's go. Um, he was he was he was having a second job. I reckon sounds like Mr. Richard Worst not the first one with everyone in his class failing. Um, <laughs> sorry, I am only joking. That wasn't anything down to Richard Worst up now. A great teacher, great guy. Yeah, um, uh, you'd be correct. Well done. Yeah, it was. He got a moonlight in his second job. Uh, he was working working as the greatest PowerPoint showman in his spare oh, time. Apparently, there we go. doing presentations and stuff. Yeah, getting but, a, but, but, a bit of adult entertainment as well. Yeah, he was apparently working as a just as a consultant doing like business consultancy, and uh, by, by sounds of it, an absolute fortune in his other job whilst being on sick pay from his actual job as a teacher. Uh, next up, what was Dr. Skender Teleku's most unusual job of 2021? Is it removing a swallowed mobile phone from a patient or removing an inserted tape measure from a patient's bottom? <laughs> um, sure, that was just. She a... said, how, how far has it been up? He said, hang on, I'll just get the. Um... <laughs> Well, it wasn't. It it wasn't actually a uh, tape measure. Uh, it turned out to be a worm um, that looked like tape measure. It was a tape worm. Uh, no, um, let's go with a tape worm. Tape measure. <laughs> tape measure. <laughs> uh, you'd be wrong. It was supposed to follow the mobile phone. Sometimes we're just talking too much. What was that? Sorry. Sometimes we're just talking too much. Accidentally yeah, swallow I mean, your phone. It happens, doesn't it? Yeah, it was it was quite bad. It was one of those old Nokia phones as well, so it was quite quite big. Yeah. Um, but also the battery had detached, and they were quite concerned that it was some advice given that was never eat a battery. Yeah. <laughs> in general, never eat a mobile phone. It's probably not a good thing. But in case someone's battery acid would have leaked inside the person, it would have been quite dangerous. Would have been, yeah. Um, uh, next up, I've only got two left. Um, what did Jessica Nelson see in a McDonald's drive-through in Wisconsin last year? Uh, is it a cow in the back of a car? Or a giant clog attached to the roof of a car in the drive-thru. Oh, I seem to think... Why do I seem to... This seems familiar. The cow one seems to be right, but then clog's quite a random thing to make up. I I think it might be the cow. The cow? Uh, You'd be correct. Well done. (laughs) Poor thing, I mean. (laughs) This is where you could be. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say. One of the worst places to take it. I haven't eaten meat now, by the way, since October. Hello. Well, have you had some? Go on. Have you had the McPlanters yet? Oh yeah, I've had it. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, very good. Any good? Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Av- uh, I'm going to say. I was going to say. I don't know what I was going to say. I was going to say the only thing I have had is pork scratchings, but I've stopped them as of the new year. So I, I've, I've, I've had meat-free completely new year, even no more pork scratchings. Well done. Uh, I, I will take my hat off too, but I'm not wearing them. Um, but unfortunately, I've made leather as well. So I'm not too impressed with that. No. Uh, next up, the final question. Uh, what was unusual about Paul Taylor's tour of Britain? Uh, did he become the first person to unicycle from Land's End to John Groats, Or did he do a tour of rude place names? 
uh, finishing in a place called Belland. <laughs> um, so was he the first person to? Well, he, he was going to unicycle, weren't he? Um, but then he had some dogs to save, so he got on the penny farthing. And uh... <laughs> now, um, I think, I think it might have been the unicycle one. I, I, I think it is the unicycle one. All right. Uh, you would be wrong, oh. unfortunately. Yeah, he, uh, he toured the UK on a 50cc moped, uh, arriving in his final destination of Belland. Um, he started at Shitterton in Dorset. <laughs> um, this, this was in memory of a friend did who he, did, he, did he get through past Penniston? Uh, I don't know if he did go to Penniston or not. Um, I could probably. I'm, I'm, he went to he went to Booze in the Yorkshire Dales, Ball in the Highlands, <laughs> or sorry, Brawl in the Highlands, uh, Cockpole Green in Berkshire. Um, he went to a street called The Knob in King Sutton, <laughs> uh, Butthole Lane in Shepshire, Leicestershire, which is not too far away from where he university, actually. Um, he went to uh, a street called Titty Ho in Northamptonshire, and uh, although his, his moped did apparently break down partway through, uh, but nonetheless, he did, he did manage to finish, as I say, he went to, uh, went to Slack Bottom Road, <laughs> Crump Butt, Cockshuts Lane, uh, the Sandy Balls he, Holiday Village Park. Yeah, he said his, mo- his motorbike, his motorbike was shagged. Oh no, that's where he got it, that's where he got it repaired. <laughs> upper Upper Throng, North Yorkshire. Oh, did he go to Penniston? Did he go to Penniston? He did. He went. He went to Willie in Warwickshire, <laughs> Cockfield in Durham, Cockermouth, Cumbria, Slitherow in Lancashire. Which I'm not sure is that is that mm. is that that rude? I think you just got to think about other words that sound a bit like Slitherow there, really. Uh, before finishing in Belland in Worcestershire. Good place to finish. So, on that note, we will also finish with the bell end, and that's the end of the quiz. So, well done, Jimbo. Enjoy that, Fisher. Thank you very much for listening and watching and uh, all that. Enjoy that, Fisher. Thank you for the uh, quiz, and uh, yeah, been a good one, and we'll be back again very soon, won't we? Got some idea. Yep. We've got some good ideas going forward, haven't we? Yeah, we've been thinking. It's not often that happens, but no. we've been thinking. Yeah, we, we might have some special things coming up um, in the sh- in the form of maybe something a little bit shorter, um, but snappier. Uh, kind of a spin-off. We might have some spin-offs, but then we've also got some things we're going to do as part of this podcast as well that are pretty cool. So watch this space, this waste of web space. Did, did we ever do? Yeah, I was I was looking at some things yesterday, and you know, at one point we were tweeting sort of new bits of guidance. You know, we were making jokes about the stay home, save life, protect the NHS. Um, did we ever sort of tweet anything that said hands, face, waste of web space? Did we ever do that or not? I don't know if we did. Like we missed it. We missed a trick there if we didn't. Yeah, never mind. It's, I, I thought it was very strange if we didn't actually come up with that at any point. It's only what I was thinking about. Uh, I think did he, did Boris pop up and say that again recently? I can't remember. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't know whether we'd, we'd ever put that out there. We but should not, do next time. And that's a mm. yeah. Only about eighteen months late, but uh, that's <laughs> joke sure at the time. Right. Joke sure in episode fifty-three. We best get going. Yep. Thank you very much, Jim. So, I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening, everybody. See you later. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye.